Luke chapter 19 from verse 1 on verse. And Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. And behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus, which was the chief among the publicans, and he was rich. And he sought to see Jesus, who he was, and could not for the press. And he ran before and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was to pass that way. I am going to switch this to new um, living translation to make it easier. Let's just go there. Jesus entered Jericho and made his way through the town. The Lord Jesus Christ is moving from one place to another. Every time he goes somewhere, he goes with a specific plan, a specific program in mind. So Jesus entered Jericho and made his way through his town. Okay. All right. I was wondering where I was hearing this echo, but it's coming from my phone. So, <laughs> praise God. Now it's going to be good. Praise God. Luke 19 from verse 1 on verse. Jesus entered Jericho and made his way through the town. There was a man named Zacchaeus. He was the chief tax collector in the region. He had become very rich. He tried to get a look at Jesus, but he was too short to see over the crowd. Shall we pray? Please repeat this prayer after me. Lord, open my eyes to see your truth. Lord, open my ears to hear your truth. Lord, open my mind to receive your truth. Lord, open my heart to keep your truth. Let me be a doer of your word and not a hearer only. Let me bring forth much fruit to the praise and glory of God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Speak, Lord. I will listen and obey. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. Luke chapter 19 from verse 1 onwards. Jesus entered Jericho and made his way through the town. We see certain specifics written here in the gospel of Luke where the Lord Jesus Christ, he goes into a town. And the town's name is recorded. And then a man's name is recorded. And this man's name was Zacchaeus. And then what he was doing was also recorded. He was a chief tax collector. He held an honorable position in his society. And then he had become very rich. So he had a good job and he was a rich man. He tried to get a good look at Jesus, but he was too short to see over the crowd. He wanted to see Jesus. So we also see that though he was rich, though he had a high position, 
he was not able to see Jesus. We may have what we think we have. But when we come face to face with the living God, we come to realize that we don't have the most important thing. And this is what Zacchaeus realized. Suddenly, his riches, his position didn't satisfy him, could not satisfy him. All of a sudden he feels that, I need to see Jesus. There's someone who is more powerful than me. There's someone who has something more than what I have. See, he could have thought that I have attained the state where I have achieved what I wanted to. But when he faced Jesus, when he heard about Jesus, when he knew that this person, the Lord Jesus Christ, who is doing miracles, Zacchaeus said, hmm, I have money, I have fame, I have position, but I don't have what he has. He has power to open blind eyes. He has the power to open deaf ears. He has the power to make the lame walk. He has the power to raise the dead. Now, this is something that I don't have. I need to go see him. Who is this Jesus? Who is this Jesus? Zacchaeus wanted to know who this Jesus was. Have you ever thought about this? Who is this Jesus? Who is Jesus to you? Zacchaeus didn't know. A lot of times we can think that I know about Jesus. I heard about him. But do we really know him? Zacchaeus didn't have that encounter that he needed to have. He did not. So he said, let me see Jesus. But he had a shortcoming. Even though he had a desire to see Jesus, he had money, he had power, he was short. He had something that prevented him from seeing Jesus Christ. He had something that kept him from seeing Jesus Christ. He had something that blocked him from seeing Jesus Christ. It was Zacchaeus' height. Now, you can do something about getting money. You can do something about getting a job. You can do something about getting a position. But something such as a height can you do something about it? I mean, you can wear some heels these days. That's about it. But if you are three and a half feet, there's no way you can wear a big heels and get up to five feet. You can't do that or six feet. You cannot do that. Obviously, he was very short. But he was someone in a house and people because they have some kind of inability. To compensate for that, they would say, I need to become somebody. I need to have this and I need to do this in order to overcome that and to become something so that their shortcomings won't be visible. That's how Zacchaeus was. So even though his height was like that, he managed to become the chief of tax collector. He didn't let that stop him. Think about Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus didn't say, well, I'm so short. I don't want to go outside. I don't want to see the people. They're intimidating me. He's making fun of me. She's making fun of me. They're making fun of me. So I'm going to just stay home and then cry and lament. Oh God, why did you make me so short? And because you made me so short, I can go outside and play. I can do this. I can do that. And and he was not someone who just stayed within his limitations. Zacchaeus was someone who broke through what was hindering him. His height was a hindrance. But in his life, he said, I'm not going to let this define me. 
I'm not going to let my height define me. I'm not going to let my my whatever stature define me. I'm not going to keep this limit me. I'm going to push through this. Even though people taller than him came, he was shorter. But he said, I can become what I want to become. And he pushed through in society. He worked hard and whatever else he did, he did whatever. And somehow he became the chief of tax collector, not just a tax collector, but a chief of tax collector. This is a man who achieved things by his ability. By his own ability, he did not let anything stop him. God is speaking to our hearts today. In our lives, we may have many hindrances. We should not let anything stop us from becoming what God wants us to be. We should never wallow in self-pity. We should never say that, well, I can't do this and I can't do that and I can't do this and because I can't do that, because I don't have what they have and they have what I don't have and because of that, I'm not able to do this. God says, with what I've given you, can you take that and put it to use? Zacchaeus put to use whatever God had given him, whatever skill he had, he put to use. Now, he didn't have what it took to make him a righteous man. He used whatever skills God gave and then he did his crooked ways too. But you look at Zacchaeus, one thing you can learn, as Jesus says, look at those people who don't even have God. They push through and they say, I am going to change the way I live. My parents were like that. I don't want to be like this. My brother's like that. I don't want to be like him. So I'm going to change. So they try. Zacchaeus was someone who had such an intention. His intention was, I'm not going to let my shortcomings stop me from getting where I need to get to. This is a very good quality. And that's why he was able to see Jesus. His nature was, whatever hindrance it is, I will not be stopped by this hindrance. Whatever comes my way, whatever tries to block me, I am not going to let that block me. I am going to say, listen, if this is going to stop me, I'm going to climb over it and I'm going to get to where I need to get to. So with all his human abilities, which were given by God, Zacchaeus made his way to becoming the chief of tax collector. Now, having the position, what he did is between him and God. We're not appreciating, you know, his crooked means of getting money. But he became the chief of tax collector, even though he was short, even though in his life, in his society, among his people, he looked odd and he looked different and he was not like the rest of the people. Zacchaeus was someone who was determined to get what he wanted to get. This is an important principle that the Spirit of God wants to instill in your heart. If you're determined to become an overcomer, that determination is important. If you are determined to succeed in life, if you're determined to do what God wants you to do, if you are determined to become everything that God wants you to become, then you will not let your circumstance limit you. You will not let your circumstance define the way you live. You will not let your circumstance dominate you. You will dominate your circumstance. God is speaking to our hearts today. Today, God wants to instill something deep inside of you, which is how to dominate 
your circumstances. How to become an overcomer. We can do certain things with the ability that God has given to us. God-given abilities. Because we're made in the image of God, we can do certain things. We can push ourselves and do certain things. But there are certain other things. No matter how much we push, we cannot. You know, there are a lot of people who are in the ICU. There are people who want to live, but they can't live. No matter how positive you are in your mind, no matter how much you think, no matter how many positive things you say, the cancer doesn't go. The cancer advances. No matter how many books you read and no matter how many things you do with positive things, it's not going to bring you out of your sickness. There are certain things that man cannot do. That is where God comes into the scene. What we cannot do, God accomplishes in us and through us when we bring him into our lives. So you look at Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus with the abilities that he had, one important quality, very important quality Zacchaeus had was, I will not anything stop me from achieving what I want to achieve. So within his capacity, he exerted his full strength, his full ability, his full whatever to becoming what he wanted to, which was very rich and he was uh, chief of the tax collectors. Now with all of that, now he's saying, hmm, I'm seeing something else here. Now this Jesus has something more than what I have. Once he understood that, I hear that he has something more than what I have, then he says, I got to see him. I got to see this man. So he has a hindrance now. I have a hindrance. I have a dream. But I'm not able to get to that dream. I have this hindrance and I have to do something about it. God is speaking to our hearts today. You want to be someone who will achieve everything that God wants you to achieve by being determined to go after what God wants you to go after. That means you don't let, see, there are two types of dreams. One is my dream, and then the other one is God's dream. My dream will always be small. What I want will always be small because my hands are small. My heart is small. My mind is small. I am small. So when we try to think it our way and say, this is what I want to have in life, we have a certain dream. And many times, many of those dreams don't get fulfilled because of the many factors that are involved there. Then we also see that God has a dream. God has a dream for you. Do you know that? God has a dream for you. Before you were born, God said, I want this person to become this. And our God is a big God. His dreams are big. His dreams are not small. We are small, so our dreams are small. And we cannot see our next step. So a lot of times, we can have desires, but many times, those desires really don't amount to anything. But, God is the Lord who can see the end from the beginning. That means from here he can see there. He can see the end from the beginning. So because he sees the end from the beginning, he plans whatever should be there in our lives so that we can become the great people that God has called us to be because he is a big God. Because our God is great, we, his people, God says, you'll be the head 
and not the tear. You will lend and not borrow. You'll be above and not beneath. These are the blessings that God has given to those who follow him. And God says, I will place my people above the nations of the earth. So God says, if you follow me, these are the blessings that will follow you and overtake you. So in order for that to happen, we need to let God's dream become our dream. God is speaking something very deep and I really want you to take it in. Take what the Spirit of the Lord is speaking at this hour. Our dreams are limited. God's dream is big. And God has a dream for us. You have a dream for yourself. But if you want to become everything that God wants you to become, the first thing you have to do is ditch your dream. You need to put your dream aside and say, God, I want your dream. That means you're going to throw your matchbox car, a little toy car, for the real car. You're going to tell God, Lord, this is what I want, but I know you have something far bigger. Whatever you have for me, that's what I want. At that time, what God will begin to do is, he'll begin to unfold his plan in our lives. He will unfold his plan to us. Now, he's not going to say that, well, look at me. I'm going to spread out the map over here, and I'm going to show you your entire life, and there you're going to stand, and you're going to look at it and say, wow. No. One step at a time. You know why? Because we can't understand fully. We can't process everything. I mean, little bit of stuff we say that, all oh, my head is spinning, I can't take it, this is too much information. God says, one step at a time, how much you can handle, I will give to you. Imagine you take an adult-sized food and put it in front of a one-year-old and say, hey, you see, this is good stuff, eat and stuff it down your throat. God doesn't do that. He says, what you can handle, I will give you. One step at a time. It's good for us. If we can take that one step at a time without wobbling and without falling, if we take that one step at a time and go in that right direction, God will take you to great heights. So you look at Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus was determined to overcome his weaknesses. The first thing that the Spirit of the Lord is speaking to us today is, be determined to overcome your weaknesses. Whatever it may be, be determined to overcome. Whatever hindrance it is, I am determined to overcome that. I am determined to overcome whatever hindrance it may be. Now, you look at Zacchaeus. He wanted to see Jesus. And at this point, he says, I am not going to let my stature, short stature, keep me from seeing Jesus. He said, I'm not going to say that, well, if I go and if people see me and they laugh at me, you know who Zacchaeus was? Zacchaeus was someone who didn't care about what people think. If he would have thought what people thought, he would have never become the tax collector that he was. He would have just stayed in his house and he would have just cried and wailed over his height. And he would have just said, I can't go anywhere. When I go, they all look at me. I go there, they look at me. I go here, they stare at me. So I can't do anything. But Zacchaeus was not like that. He his eyes were upon his goal. His eyes were not upon people. If you want to be someone who can fulfill the dream that God has for you, by God fulfilling his dream inside of you, it goes two ways, both ways. God will fulfill his dream inside of you by you fulfilling the dream of God. It is very deep and I want you to really pay close attention to what the Spirit of God is speaking at this hour. If you want God's dream to 
be fulfilled in your life, the first step to that is his dream has to become yours. You have to grasp the magnitude of it. As we say, you are the potter, my potter. I am your clay. When you understand that, I'm just a clay, Lord. I'm just a clay, your clay. Oh, I'm just a clay. I'm just a clay. When I understand that I'm just a clay and he's doing something, he's taking me and he's fashioning me. God is fashioning me into something special to make us his grand display. When we understand that, we say, Lord, let your dream become mine. Let your dream become mine. Now, Zacchaeus had a dream at this point. He said, whatever I wanted to accomplish, I accomplished it because I didn't keep my eyes on people. Now, one more time, I'm going to accomplish something, which is, I want to see Jesus, so I'm not going to keep my eyes on people. If you want God to do big things in your life, the first step is, take your eyes off of people. Take your eyes off of people and keep your eyes on Jesus. Keep your eyes on the goal. Apostle Paul says that. Oh, for the call of God, I fix my eyes on Jesus and I look at the prize. I look at the call and I run towards that. That means you don't look to your right or to your left. You keep your eyes on Jesus. You keep your eyes on the goal and you run. That means you take your eyes off of people. What will he say? What will she say? What will they say? What will everyone say? Should be out of your life. That's your first step to success. If you want to succeed in life, the first step to success is to take your eyes away from people and keep your eyes on God and say, Lord, let your dream become my dream. Lord, let your dream become my dream. Let your dream for my life become my dream. Once you are settled with that, the next thing you need to do is be determined to fulfill that dream. Be determined. Not let anything stop you. Not let anything stop you from becoming what God wants you to be. Now, let's just go here. Let's go to verse 2 again. There was a man there named Zacchaeus. He was the chief tax collector in the region, and he had become very rich. He tried to get a look at Jesus, but he was too short to see over the crowd. So, he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree beside the road, for Jesus was going to pass that way. There are certain things that Zacchaeus does. Now Zacchaeus says, I can't take a good look at Jesus, I can't see him because I'm short. So I'm not going to give up. God is speaking to our hearts today. If you want to achieve the dream that God has for you, in addition to taking your eyes off of people, you should not be a quitter. Don't be a quitter. Anything and everything will come to pull you away from fulfilling that big dream, from becoming what God wants you to be. So you have to come to a place where you say that I will not be a quitter. No matter what comes, I will not give room to discouragement. Discouragement is a big disease of the soul. If discouragement comes, they'll just wipe you out like a plague. It is important for you to say, I will not let discouragement come my way. I will not let discouragement come my way. So if discouragement comes, you need to know how to push it away. Don't give it a second look. Don't give it another second. It's not worth looking at it. 
So what did Zacchaeus do? Even though he was not able to see Jesus, he said, I am going to do what I'm going to do. So in addition to not keeping your eyes on people, in addition to not letting discouragement come, you're going to keep your eyes focused on that dream that God has for you in Christ Jesus, you are going to press in. You're going to press in. You're not going to keep your eyes on people. You're not going to look at your circumstance. You're not going to look at yourself and wallow in self-pity, but you are going to look at what God has for you, the plan that God has for you, and you're going to say, I'm going to pursue that. That means you're going to be one-tracked. Keep your eyes on that one track. You're going to be a single-minded person. That means this is my goal. If someone is getting trained for, you know, an athletic, um, you know, event or an Olympic, they are one track. That's all they focus on. They eat for that. They train for that. They sleep and they get up every moment. They think about that and their goal is that. If you want God's dream to become a reality in your life, then along with God, the dream must become your dream. Night and day, that has to be in your mind. That means you're going to say that I'm not going to let discouragement come my way. I'm not going to let anything pull me down. I'm not going to let anything take me away from this by making me focus on me. But I'm going to focus on the plan that God has for me. One thing we must understand. If God has a plan, nothing can destroy that plan. When God has a plan for your life, no demon can pull it from you. No human can take it away from you. Only you can give it away. That's the truth. So it's important for you to hold on to that tight. No matter who comes and says, you don't take your eyes off of that dream that God has for you. So Zacchaeus over here, he says, I'm not able to look at Jesus. I'm too short, but I'm not going to look at my stature. I'm not going to look at the people who make fun of me, but I am somehow going to see this Jesus. And then he pressed him. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree beside the road for Jesus was going to pass that way. He had this intention that I must see Jesus no matter what. So I'm going to make that effort. Before he can pass by, I'm going to go ahead of him. And I'm going to climb up on the tree. And I'm going to sit there so that I can get a good look at Jesus Christ. God is speaking to our hearts today. How much effort are we taking in order to fulfill our dreams? God-given dreams. God's dream. How much effort? It takes effort. Many times we think things can come easily to us. It doesn't. Good things will cost us. Good things will cost us. But it will last. And the dream that comes from God, when we pursue it, there are lots of things that will try to hinder that. But it's important for us to stay focused and be intentional and put our heart and soul into pursuing it. I want to emphasize the very important principle here as the Spirit of the Lord is bringing to us at this hour. When we pursue the dream, God-given dream that God has for us, faith plays a huge role in that. You can never pursue anything if you don't have faith. If you don't have faith, you'll easily get discouraged. If you don't have faith, you'll give up too soon. If you don't have faith, you will not even have any motivation. Your motivation to go after it will be very less or will not even be there. God is speaking to our hearts at this hour. You need to have the faith to pursue your God-given dreams. 
Do you have God's dream? Do you have God's dream? Do you know that God has a big dream for your life? Do you know that God has a big dream for you? Many times we don't realize and we can just live looking downwards. There's so much up there. But we just keep looking at the ground and keep looking at the sand and not able to look up like the woman who was bent over. She was not able to see anything. We're not able to see anything. Can't see the beautiful sky. You can't see the beautiful birds. You can't see anything around because you're all the time looking down. God says, look up. I have something far greater for you. God has a big dream. God has a big dream for you. Zacchaeus said, I want to see Jesus. Zacchaeus dream was little. He said, I want to see Jesus. You know what Jesus dream was? To go to Zacchaeus' house. Big, much bigger. Zacchaeus dream was, I just want to see Jesus. You know what God's dream was? To save Zacchaeus and his entire household. Our God is big. Our God is big. The God of heaven and earth, think about that, his feet touched Zacchaeus' house. He sat and he ate with Zacchaeus and his family. Much more than what Zacchaeus thought God gave to Zacchaeus. But Zacchaeus had to take his eyes off of people. Zacchaeus had to take his eyes off of himself. Zacchaeus had to focus on one thing, which was, I must see Jesus. When we have this kind of a drive, which is, I want to experience God for myself, and I want to have the dream that God has so that I can become everything that God wants me to be. That we're not going to let anything discourage us. We're not going to let anything push us down. We're not going to let anything step on us. We're not going to let anything drive us away from that dream. Because we're going to pursue that. To what extent you pursue, to that extent God will give you more than you can ask or imagine. The Bible says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. See, me drawing near to God is one thing because I'm just a human being. But God drawing near to me is a whole different thing because he's the maker of heaven and earth. When I make that effort to draw near to him, he draws near to me. It's a whole different game altogether. When he comes to us, he comes to bless us. He comes to prosper us. And look what God did for Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus, he climbed up on that sycamore tree, verse 4, beside the road. Jesus was going to pass by. So when he was sitting there, he made the effort and he said, I'm going to be there. And Jesus, he's walking by. Zacchaeus is up there. Because Jesus knew what Zacchaeus was doing, Jesus walking there, suddenly he stopped and he looked at Zacchaeus. Think about this. How Zacchaeus would have felt. Think about how you would have felt. You're just up there sitting there and Jesus is coming. You're thinking, okay, he's coming there. You're sitting up on the tree and you're looking. He's coming, he's coming, he's coming. A little more, can I see? Okay, a little more. You can see the top of his head. You bend down a little bit, let me see, let me see. And he's thinking, oh, I wish this guy moves away. 
And you're just saying, let me see this Jesus. Oh, this is this Jesus. Let me see. And then he's just looking and he's saying, oh, he's coming closer to the tree. And he's looking at it. He's coming closer to the tree. Like his heart is being faster. He's coming close. I can see. You know what? I am achieving my dream. I am getting closer to what I wanted. Oh, I'm glad that I'm able to see. And Jesus is just coming. He's just getting a, a, a little peek. Jesus is coming and he's like so happy. He's looking. He said, Oh, he's going to pass by and all of a sudden Jesus stood and he looked up. He said, oh, I'm actually able to see his face. I'm able to see the face of Jesus. And then suddenly Jesus said, Zacchaeus, imagine what would have happened if that is you. I mean, I might have just jumped from there. <laughs> it's a shock. Something that you never expected. Suddenly, this Jesus Christ who raised the dead, this power of all powers is standing before you. And suddenly he's calling your name. He's calling your name. He's looking up and he's saying, Zacchaeus. It just said, huh? Me? Am I hearing it right? He said, come down. Come down. Me? And the next sentence is, I must be a guest in your home today. My home? Me? I just want to sit there. I just want to see. I can't believe this. He wouldn't have had the time to even process it. I don't even think he would have climbed down properly. He would have probably jumped here, jumped there, jumped there, and jumped down. And he would have said, I am coming. All he wanted to see the face of Jesus. You know how he would have walked? This is how he would have walked. He wouldn't have looked at people over there. No, he would have just walked in Jesus' face. He was so short. And he would have been looking, Jesus, 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 I'm coming. And in his mind, he was thinking, oh, I need to prepare this. I need to get this ready. I don't know what's in my house now. He's coming to my house now. Jesus just walked with him. You know how good God is? Jesus knew who Zacchaeus was. Now, Jesus didn't say, well, I got you good Zacchaeus. I know all about you. From how many people you took. What are all the things you did? Now, on my way with you to your house, I'm going to tell you, Zacchaeus, on March 14th, you did this. April 13th, you did this. Do you remember that? I am God walking with you. Jesus didn't say any of those things. Zacchaeus was so happy. You know why? When God comes before you, automatically you know who you are. Automatically you know who you are. Once Zacchaeus realized who he was, then Jesus is walking with me. Jesus didn't say anything to Zacchaeus about what he did. Not a word. He didn't say anything. You rascal, how many people you cheated? He didn't say anything to Zacchaeus. Nothing. And he didn't say, well, I'll stand at the door and you better take all the stuff that you stole after everything goes out. Then I will come inside. Jesus didn't say anything. All the stuff that he took was inside the house. Jesus entered in. Think about this. When God comes into your life, when he enters into your life, Whatever shouldn't be there will exit out automatically. That's who our God is. How many of you think that when you go to your house and when you want to turn the light on, you just stand there and say, I'm going to turn this light on. When I turn the light on, the darkness is going to leave little by little by little by little by little. No. Once you turn the light on, automatically all you see is light. You don't see darkness at all. That's our God is. When he enters into your life, When the real God of heaven enters into your life, all of a sudden, depression goes, anger goes, addiction goes, smoking goes, drinking goes, drugs goes, 
suicide goes. All kinds of things goes. It just goes out. When God comes in, life comes in, death leaves. So when you look at Zacchaeus here, as soon as he heard God of heaven and earth talk to him, Zacchaeus, come down quickly. I must be a guest in your home today. Just look at the words of Jesus Christ. Jesus didn't come and say, Zacchaeus, I will come as a guest to your house. And to stand like that, no. You know how excited Jesus was? Jesus was as excited as Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus just wanted to see Jesus. Jesus was even more excited. He said, come quickly, Zacchaeus. Come on down quickly, Zacchaeus. This is who our God is. He's so loving. He's full of compassion. He's full of passion. Our God is full of emotions. And when he sees us, he says, I want you. But God says, and there are people who say, nobody wants me. Nobody wants me. God, the maker of heaven wants you. He says, I have a dream for you. I have a plan for you. And the plan is not a small plan. It's a big plan because it comes from the big God, the maker of heaven and earth. And he says, oh, Zacchaeus, you just want to see me. I'm going to call you by your name and I'm going to walk with you. I'm going to talk with you while I'm walking with you. And I'm going to come to your house and we're going to sit down together. We're going to eat. I'm going to talk with your wife. I'm going to talk with your kids. I'm going to talk with all your family members. Zacchaeus, salvation is going to come to your house. And this was Jesus' plan. He didn't say it out, but that was his plan. Zacchaeus had a dream, but Jesus had a bigger dream. You may have a dream. God has a much bigger dream. God's dreams are way bigger than your dream. I want God's dream. I want God's dream. I want God's dream. Do you want God's dream to be fulfilled in your life? If you want God's dream to be fulfilled in your life, you need to say, Lord, I just give my dream into your hands. And I say, Lord, give your dream to me. Give your dream to me. And the Lord says, I'll give you more than you ask or imagine. More than you ask or imagine. More than you ask or imagine. Come quickly. This is what God tells us. He says, come quickly. Come quickly. Come quickly. I have big plans for you. Come quickly. You know, Zacchaeus who was living with guilt, who is not living a life that is right before God. People didn't like it because he was taking from people what belonged to them. But people, because of his status and his position, they put up with it. Zacchaeus had money, but he didn't have peace. But the day Jesus came, let's just read this and finish up. Zacchaeus quickly climbed down and took took Jesus to his house in great excitement and joy. But the people were displeased. He had gone to be the guest of a notorious sinner, they grumbled. Meanwhile, Zacchaeus stood before the Lord and said, I will give half my wealth to the poor, Lord. And if I have cheated people on their taxes, I'll give them back four times as much. Jesus responded, salvation has come to this home today. For this man has showed himself to be a true son of Abraham. For the son of man came to seek and save. Those who are lost. Zacchaeus went to Jesus. Jesus Christ says here, I'm going to your house. When I come to your house, 
everything will change. Everything will change. Everything changed that day in Zacchaeus' life. People will see you one way. But God sees you totally different way. People know you're a sinner. God knows you're a sinner too. But people will be ready to throw the stones at you. God says, you know what? I will lead you into repentance in a way where your nature will change. People will say wrong, 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 wrong. But God will say wrong, but I'll help you to make it right. I will fix it here. Zacchaeus had the conviction that came from God because of the presence of Jesus Christ. Without Jesus Christ even saying a word, his presence brought that conviction. When people said that, how come Jesus is going there? Jesus was going there as a great physician. You know, a lot of times people make this mistake here. They say, well, Jesus went to the homes of sinners and Jesus went to the homes of, you know, people, you know, who were really, really notorious uh, sinners and all kinds of people. And so I will go to the bar and I'll go here and I'll go there. Oh, well, Jesus went as a physician. Jesus went as a physician. It's a big difference. Jesus carried the anointing. He was full of the Holy Spirit. When Jesus went there, he went there to drive out those unclean spirits. He went there to give light in that darkness. He went into that place and the place lit up with the light of Christ and sin ran out. Nobody was sitting there and having an ungodly conversation and Jesus was trying to sit there and see when will I get my opportunity to talk now. Jesus Christ went as the Lord of glory. The moment he stepped in, darkness ran out of the house. As Jesus walked, by the time Jesus walked, just walking with Jesus Christ produced that conviction inside Zacchaeus' heart. Jesus already knew while he was walking, Zacchaeus was ready to surrender. Zacchaeus was ready to throw everything that was unrighteous out. God is speaking to our hearts today. The Son of Man came to seek and save that which was lost. And the way he saved was full of compassion. The way Jesus saved was full of compassion. The way Jesus came to Zacchaeus was full of love. You know, when salvation came to Zacchaeus, when he showed by his action that he is returning that which he took, and he's returning it for a fault. The genuine repentance, fruit unto repentance was shown by Zacchaeus. And then Jesus said, this is a son of Abraham. I came to seek and save that which was lost. That which was lost. This was a child of Abraham. But this child of Abraham became the child of the devil. He was going and taking things that didn't belong to him. This one was going after money and power in order to satisfy the emptiness that was there, in order to make up for his stature. But when the light came in, when Jesus came in, everything changed. Jesus went and he said, I know you have this one quality, and this quality is you will overcome every difficulty. And you came to see me. I will transform your life. 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 God is speaking to our hearts today. No matter what we've done, no matter where we've been, no matter what shortcomings we may have, no matter what kind of a background we may come from, no matter what we can and what we cannot do, 
God says, keep your eyes on Jesus Christ. Don't look at your circumstances. Don't look at people around you. Don't look at yourself and don't look at what you can and what you can't do. God says, look at the Lord God Almighty. Know that he has a dream for you. Know that his dreams are way bigger than what you can even think or not even think. God says, I have a plan for you. And the plan is big. That is God's dream. God says, I have a dream for you. Have you ever thought about this? Have you ever thought about this? God has a dream for you. God has a vision for you. God has a plan for you. And God says, I want to bless you. I want to make your name great. I want to make your blessing. I want to use you. In you, God says, I want to bless many, many, many people. And this is God's dream. When we say, Lord, I don't think I can do it. I don't think I can do it. I don't think I can do it. What are we doing? We are robbing ourselves of the dream that God has for us. Zacchaeus had a dream. But when he came to Jesus Christ with that dream, God said, I'm going to replace that with my dream, which is far greater. And Jesus gave himself to Zacchaeus. When Jesus gave himself to Zacchaeus, that void that he had in his heart was gone. All of a sudden, he was so excited. He was so happy. All of a sudden, he said, all these worthless things that I took, I'm going to send that out because I am full. I am full. I am full. I am full. God is speaking to our hearts this afternoon. We have come to the presence of God. Seeking for something. There's a prophecy that God is speaking at this hour. We have come to the presence of God like Zacchaeus did. Seeking for something. And God says, I will exceed your expectation. I'll give you more than you ask or imagine. Know that I have a dream. I have a dream. God has a dream. And God says, that dream will materialize in your life if you pursue Jesus. If you say, Lord, I will come. Regardless of what the opposition is, I will come to your presence. No matter what hindrance it may be, I will do like what Zacchaeus did. I will come running to your presence, Lord. I'll come running to your presence, Lord. I'll come running to your presence. No matter what hindrance it may be, no matter what kind of a block that may be in front of me, Lord, I'm going to do whatever I can do within the power I have. Make that effort, O oh Lord, to come running to you, Jesus, so that you can take my dreams and replace it with yours. My desire is to see you. My desire is to be in your presence. But your desire is far bigger than mine. He gives himself to me. God wants to give himself to you. God wants to do something great in your life. Exceeding abundantly. Above all that we ask or imagine. Exceeding abundantly. Above all that we ask or imagine. Hallelujah. Exceeding abundantly. Above all that we ask or imagine. God has a bigger dream. God has a big dream. His dream is far greater and far more bigger than what you can even understand. It is high time you come and tell the Lord. Say Lord, let your kingdom come in my life. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven in my life. Lord, let your dream become mine. Let your dream become mine. You know what happened at the end? If you look at Zacchaeus' life, God's dream became his dream. God's dream became his dream. He went inside. Jesus went inside his house. God's dream was to sanctify him. God's dream was to make him 
restored. God's dream was to take this son of Abraham who was lost to bring him back to life. And it was fulfilled. Zacchaeus had God's dream and he said, I'm going to push away the things that I need to push away because I'm fulfilled. I'm fulfilled. The real fulfillment for every single human being in life on this side of eternity comes from bringing his dream into our lives because his dreams are big. Little by little by little, when we experience the greatness of God, when we experience the goodness of God, when we experience how God will take us in his hands and lift us as if we're going in an elevator, step by step by step by step by step, God says, I'll place you above. I'll place you above. You're not called to be beneath. You're called to be above. To be the head and not the tail. You don't have to strive like how Zacchaeus did. Go and cheat and somehow climb your way up. But when you are in the hands of God, he himself will lift you up. The mighty hand of God will lift you up. He'll put you above all those who try to push themselves up. Hallelujah. Shall we all stand up together? Thank you, Jesus. 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 Hallelujah. Oh, we praise you, Father. We praise you, Father. We praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Hallelujah.